once again, we'd like to welcome you guys out to Domesticated Savages Podcast. This is our ninth episode, guys. Pretty awesome. We really appreciate you guys coming out and listening to this. We've got in studio tonight, I've got Jeremy. What's up, homie? How's it? I don't know. How's what? All right. Well, Jeremy, enthusiastic. Thanks, homie. And I've got Fitz. How you doing, Fitz? He, I'm uh, back. He, he came back. Uh, he found the first greyhound up here. And uh, <laughs> They don't do greyhounds up here. No, I don't mean a bus. I mean a dog. And I rode a dog. <laughs> I rode a dog. Oh, you just followed All 280 pounds of me rode a dog. And then he ate it. <laughs> <laughs> he ate it. <laughs> I love that. I need a dog. He and Jerem just sat down and snacked on a dog. Um, Jaren's a Filipino. They do that stuff all the time. Well. You got to leave that in there. He'll love it. That's okay. I will. So on this episode, we've got, you know, y'all, I hope you're ready for this because it's coming up. It's coming up real quick. I know you boys out there, sometimes some of this stuff flies over your head, but your ladies are not going to forget about it. We've got Valentine's Day coming up. And you don't want to be the dude sleeping in the doghouse of the dog you just ate because that's no fun. No. Right? So you got to make sure that you get your lady something so she doesn't get you in that doghouse, okay? So, shit? Trying to give you advice. I can just, I just imagine all these dudes on Monday night after listening to this in their doghouse as they're eating their dog raw. The, uh, we're trying to help you guys uh, stave off that horrible humiliation of sleeping in the doghouse. This is our Valentine's Day episode. The thing about the little twist we're going to put on it, though, is we're going to say this one is actually going to be our scorned lovers episode. With Valentine's Day coming up. Love gone know. wrong. Love scorn me, scorn gone me. wrong. Scorned lovers. So we've got some stories we want to tell you guys. Uh, some of the stuff we're actually going to start out with a funny little story that I found online and share that one because it's a it's a good one and it actually makes me remember a couple of my own personal stories I've dealt with as a popo. This first one story that I found in the news media comes from where was it Seattle I believe. It says here who is Lori Williams. Lori Williams and her husband have been in a happy marriage. Lori stays home with the kids, and Yuri, her husband, is a realtor. It wasn't unusual for either one to surprise the other with a silly little gift or lunch on a busy day. A surprise lunch was just what Lori was going to bring her husband. She made his favorite hoagie and even threw in a single IPA. Ooh. Yummy, yummy, IPA. Yeah. She called his secretary to find out which house he would be showing. At about 1 p.m., Lori pulled up to the beautiful home and parked behind her husband's car. She heard chatter coming from the backyard. Being a curious person, Lori took a peek. Yuri was face deep when it turned out to be the future homeowner's vagina. Oh my. <laughs> I mean, he was really going after it's it. It's all about the sale, right? That's right. That's a good salesman right there. Exactly. If you can get those endorphins flowing, they're yeah. more likely to make a make a purchase. Yeah. Right? So not one to air out dirty laundry in public, Lori left and started plotting her revenge. As women typically do. I mean, maybe. I'm not going to put any women in any categories. But maybe. All right. Seeing as Yuri was behaving like a single man, Lori wanted to remind him of their marriage and his vows. About 2 a.m. the next morning, she quietly awoke and tiptoed to the foyer where the wedding album was on display. She picked up the wedding album and headed back to the bedroom. Yuri sleeps naked and usually throws the covers off of himself throughout the night. Lori placed the album open and face up gently on his thighs. She grabbed his sack and placed it in between the pages. Grabbing the front and back covers, she gathered all of her might and shut the album as hard as she could on her husband's testicles. 
Yuri was wide awake in a nanosecond. He jumped up, and when he realized what had happened, fell back down to the ground in pain. Not wanting to see someone suffer needlessly, Lori called in an ambulance and freely admitted to what she had done. Lori wanted on the record that she had smashed his balls so all of his friends could make fun of him endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she freaking said, right? Lori and Yuri are now separated. Ironically, Lori left Yuri for the same woman he was cheating on her with. <laughs> what? Yeah. That is savage. D -d -d Damn. Homie. Are you sure we didn't just do the savage of the week no, early? I know. Seriously. Uh, right? To be the third woman in that scenario, how great is it for you? You get a discount on your uh, closing costs probably? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then now... You are with a lady who, you know, can get shit done. Yes, that's true. Win-win. That win, win you found out who the alpha was. Absolutely. Now you can, like, be protected. Don't have to worry about anybody encroaching upon What I property. find a little suspicious is the lead-up where she's like, everything's great. I'm going to bring him a hoagie. I think she had suspected something was going on. Yeah. I think she was trying to keep tabs. You think so? You don't think that was just, like, a happenstance she happened to, no. you know... She probably had some inkling, like, ooh, I some dirty she shit's some going on. I can smell some different smell, you know, different smell. I saw a little bit of makeup stain and, like, a little lipstick I mean, stain on his collar. if you somebody, you're not going to bring him a hoagie. Like, if your lady was going to come surprise you at work, she's not going to roll up with Jimmy John's. Why not? That's a legit question. Why not? I, I just think it's like. If it's going to be a surprise, it better be, like, Chick-fil-A at least. But, but again, well, again, but he's showing a house. Does he really have the time to... Sit down and wolf down a submarine yes. sandwich. Yes. Those can get pretty messy if you're not careful. And so How she, hard is it to sell a house? So she How called, hard is it to eat a sandwich? Holy how shit. hard is it to do that? What is on the sandwich? How hard is life? Obviously vagina lips for him. Yeah. Yeah. AKA just, labia. Like she wants to surprise him. Plasty. She wants to surprise like. Pussy isn't, plasty. Isn't labia Why? plasty a surgery? Yeah. Pussy plasty. <laughs> So I call it a pussy plasty. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Jeremy. What were you saying? Yes. Uh, Jeremy's distracted now. It all went out the window with pussy Cleanest. plasty, so I don't Cleanest. know. Why are you blushing? I guess shit got hard under the bridge. You become a changed person. Living out on those screets. Well, on those what? Screets. What the fuck is a screet? It's how Big gangsters say streets. Oh, is that how they say it? Probably not. I don't. It is. You, you act like you are living a under gangster. an overpass. Have you ever heard Mo say streets with a T, with the exception of the T at the end of the word? Yes, Hold on. Every time. Ask, ask Mo on. next time you see him to say you're not streets, living under streets. the owner. You're not. You're not living under the overpass, being kept up on the times. No. You're scrounging for food, getting old soy lattes. Everyone knows. You're full of shit. <laughs> You're full of shit. But again, I ask you, if this lady, she's like, I want to surprise my husband, let me find exactly, like, why wouldn't she just be like, well, can you call me when he get back, you know, when he's back into the office, I'll bring something. Because he's out and about all day long showing homes, bro. That's not how that works. Yeah. <clears throat> what are you talking about? I haven't sold any houses before, but I don't think that's how that works. You're, you're telling Who me. Who are you calling? Mo. <laughs> he's probably in the lineup. I don't, no, he's not. It's 913, bitch. You're telling me this dude. You're telling me Mo never shows up to line up early. He's always in line up early. Yo, Mo, you're 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 my boy, and we've got a question. I need you to tell me how you say the word. Also, a word for a road or a highway. Something you drive on. Like a road or a highway. Yeah, a road or a What's highway. Another What's another word, another for, word for road or highway? Starts with an S. Is this uh, a 
Yeah. Yes. Ways, roads. You know, you mo. You know, people out there on them starts with an S doing hood rat shit on them. Like that state highway shit. He said state highway. <laughs> got, but, but, hey, bro, the, mo. They out there on them streets, right? They out there on them uh, streets. Streets with a K. Street with a K. See, right there. <laughs> Fitz, hold on. The problem is, Fitz was trying to act gangster and shit. He's like, it's not streets. That's how they say streets. It's screets. And he's like, Mo calls them them screets. And I'm like, the fuck, Mo? To does? be fair. <laughs> Bro, it's this Chinese over here. He's he's too hopped up on that goddamn broth. Oh, man. Too much motherfucking noodle, dog. <laughs> Hey, I love yeah. my noodles. He outside his goddamn Ramen mind. Yama, baby. Well, get the hell off of this podcast, Mo. My bad, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Go to work. I want to heat up one of my thug family. Hey, have you heard of fucking streets called Street with a K? <laughs> hey. Screech. Screech. Who the fuck that dude? S-K-R-E-E-T-S. Screech. Oh, shit. With the cane? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I never heard of it. Man, you tripping, dog. <laughs> you tripping. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes a phone call hey, like that in the hey, middle of the podcast? That's the fucking time, brother. I'm going to have to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> hey, whatever. Thanks, right. thanks for picking up. Well, we have to edit the last 47 seconds out. Holy no, we have to edit the last, like, fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My whole thing about about the bois smashing, because she had to smash his bois in the family album. She's smashing the bois. He's, he's obviously busy, you know, showing houses all day. But he's not busy every second of every damn day. Okay. He has times where, and when did the story take place? Pray tell. I don't know. Give it, like give recently. Me, recently. Within the last couple years, probably. Motherfucker don't got a cell phone. She can't text him up. Hey, babe, you got a free minute? It was a surprise, Holmes. You understand the surprise portion? Or she can't come up with some ruse like, I've got to run an errand. Are you busy right now? I have a, I have a question. She called the secretary and says, hey. That's on some DL shit. Was, That's, I agree with Jeremiah. I'm thinking that she knew some shit was going down. And she wanted to find him in a precarious... November 9th of 21. So less than six months ago. Less than six... So... She could have easily come up with some sort of ruse or some sort of thing like, hey, I've got a question about, you know, the dishwasher, about this. When you have a free minute, you know, I'd like to call, whatever. It is like, hey, I'm going to be busy from one to two. You know, maybe I'll call you at two. Three. She could have planned it where she could have surprised him, but she went through the secretary because yep. she didn't want him to know yep. that she was on the way. And think about it too. If you're showing a house, in what world do you think it's going to be okay to eat in somebody else's house? While you're showing that house. He was in the backyard. He was eating in the backyard. Yeah, she didn't know that. Yeah, she didn't he, know he was eating he was in the backyard. Full. It was kind of rude because he had already eaten. Yeah. He was in the process. He had that eating. fish sandwich. Yeah. Right. A more a more applicable surprise would have been, hey, my husband's out of the office. Yes. When is he going to be back? Oh, in about an hour. Cool. So then you go surprise him at work when he can eat in the comfort of his own office. She should have brought him dessert because he already had that main course. He had that main Some course. cheesecake or something. She could, she could have brought good some cheesecake. Good old-fashioned American yeah. apple pie. But he had Then that, again, it's Seattle. They hate America, so it's like some kind of Russian But he had that dessert. fish dinner. 
She had you guys, some, I, well, ask, I, asking, do you shall receive? Right? I'm just wondering, you guys have a problem with this? No, 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 no. You found out, homie. No, no. You found out he's fucking. He was out. trying to play the game dirty. I he personally think she out. should get Savage of the <sighs> Week. Yeah, that was or co-Savage of the Week because that's pretty gay. That can be to do all of that and then get the other chick that that he was stepping out. Yeah, on that's run? the biggest. Savage that's emotion. that's savage. Granted, right smashing there. his testes is pretty fucking savage but yes. then take it to the next level and start banging Taking his, chick. his lady yes start yeah. banging his chick on him i it's think like, that's a i think that's a co-savage of the week pretty, this that's cold-blooded right there she's got the balls now so maybe that's the, what the chick wanted in yeah. the first place she's she got, got the, the balls. balls is that how they talk in seattle no that's like no, from new that's york boston, that's bro. how they talk on the streets on the streets okay if boston <laughs> the streets out there on them streets that's where she learned to be so savage was on them streets <laughs> on them streets street street <laughs> keep talking shit from, from now on if you if you ever encounter someone who got their balls smashed you have to say motherfucker got screeded <laughs> he got screeded he got fucking straight <laughs> screeded you get freaking nut tapped you got screeded yeah, that's kind of interesting, uh, silly. I can't believe. I mean, obviously, I can believe because I've seen stuff very similar to that. So, one of the stories I've actually seen personally on calls is, uh, you know, kind of similar to that. We get dispatched to a call of a domestic violence that just has occurred. We show up to the house and knock on the door, announce ourselves as police, and somebody opens the door. Well, it's the female half of this domestic violence. And she opens the door, she's got blood all over her. She's got blood on her shirt. She's got blood on her face. It looks like she's been beat to hell, is what we're thinking initially. So right away, you know something's up. Yeah, she's got blood all over her. And we said, are you okay? She said, yep, he's upstairs. And so we're thinking, oh shit, we gotta go snatch this guy up before some other stuff happens. We don't know. So we roll into the house, go upstairs, and we can hear just screaming. We're thinking, some psycho, right? We're thinking this dude's like gone crazy or something. So we've got our guns out. We go upstairs. We open the door, announce ourselves as police. You know, the guy, put your hands up, put your hands up as we're walking in the room. And this dude's laying down on the bed and he's just covering himself. And he's butt naked on the bed. And we're like, what the hell? And he's like, ah, oh my gosh, oh my dick, my dick. Like, Show us your hands. And we're walking up on this guy. And as he shows us his hands, he pulls his hands off of his private area. Because he's, he's naked, you know? Mm -hmm. So he pulls up his hands, and as I look to see where his hands were at, well, there's no weapon. He literally has no weapon. No more soft barrel. No more soft barrel. His barrel has been munched off. Like so, she ate it? So she consumed <laughs> it? We look at his dick, dude. His dick is barely holding on by a flap of skin on the side. It, it, I mean, his dick is like torn off, it looks like. Down at the bed, the sheets and stuff like that, just covered in blood. Ugh. We get on the radio, call for medical. Medical's, you know, rolling out. And we're trying to get this guy to calm down to tell us what's going on, which is hard to do because his dick is like missing almost. And we're like, what's going on? And he just keeps screaming over and over again. She bit my dick. She bit my dick. She bit my dick. And so we're thinking, holy shit, this girl is actually the person. So my partner turns around and goes down and grabs her and brings her back upstairs so I can keep an eye on everybody that's going on, right? So brings her back upstairs, and she comes just sauntering back up, and we're like, what the hell happened? Tell us what happened here. And she goes into the, into the story. So what happened is this. She said that she had found out her boyfriend had gone and banged her mom. Ooh. Her mom. Her mom. She says, my, I found out my boyfriend is banging my mom. So yes. I didn't confront him about it after I found out that he's banging my mom, who my mom told me she's been banging my boyfriend. Mom, she's mom like, yeah. fully admits, yeah, I've been banging your boyfriend. So girlfriend decides, I'm not going to confront my boyfriend about this. I'm going to wait till we get a little amorous in bed 
and in they the started started getting a little freaky and she goes down on him and next thing he knows is she's freaking going cookie monster on that cat <laughs> that uh i think that's considered aggravated mastication yeah <laughs> aggravated mastication Holy that or mayhem. mayhem mayhem yeah so, hold on. When, when, <laughs> when, doing it real hard. When you first knocked on the door and she answered, was she clothed? Yeah, she has some clothes on. So she, like a nightie on. She 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 took the time. Maybe she's wearing it before, but she obviously didn't care about cleaning up because you said she had like a bloody mouth and everything. Oh, right? she was bloody, bro. She was bloody. Did you ever find out was it one bite or multiples? Apparently, it was like one oh. just vicious freaking jaws. Oh. Like Jaws, bro. She bit down on that. That's a lot of anger. She was ticked. Because I've had some. Well, think about how much power your mouth generates, Well, though. yeah, but we've all had Hundreds some, of foot pounds. Yeah. We've all had some, like, gamey steaks before. And even one bite, you got to kind of, you know, you got to chew that steak down because it's got a lot of fat on there. But to, you know, to one. To munch through that. To one bite it. She but probably hold on, hold on. how many. But when you're but when you're chewing through steak, though, you're using it. You're using your molars. So you're chewing. You're you're crunching on it. I'm imagining this, right? If you're if you're gonna bite down on a wiener, you're using your front teeth, which is typically your cutting teeth. So it makes Don't tell sense us you to be imagine, able to cut bro. through. Tell us how it really is. So back in the Marine Corps, in my Marine Corps, <laughs> I've I've eaten some every Thursday night. <laughs> I've eaten some wild game in my day. That includes armadillo, uh-huh. Uh-huh. horse, cat, rat, dog. It. I've I've eaten some cuisine. I've eaten possum. I've eaten some cuisine. That was disgusting. And. Even even some of that, even with your cutting teeth, there's still, it's not just a one bite. Yeah, but were but you, how angry, but were you how angry? angry? How angry were you <laughs> yeah. at the meat? After a minute, I'm like. Before. I mean, but if see, you were ticked off that meat because it had been banging your mom, you'd probably be able to bite through that piece of meat. <laughs> well, first of all, like that's an armadillo. What the hell's going on? They're not native to where I'm from, first of all. Imported that. But... That is that is pretty damn savage. Pretty savage, bro. Pretty so she savage. bit through that thing, and you know what? She fully admitted, she said, yep, I did it. And she told us exactly why. And we're like, wow. I mean, just, uh, you know what? That makes sense, ma'am. You're free to go. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> not quite, but we took her ass to jail, obviously, for mayhem. Yeah, she flipping, and the dude like went to the hospital. Granted, being on, being on the streets, we've talked about it in previous podcasts. I've I never, the streets, I never knew whatever happened to that dude. Who knows? Who knows? You know, was he a John Wayne Bobbitt? Is that what that guy's name was back in 93? Yep, John Bobbitt. John Bobbitt. And And Lorena. We kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand. And maybe for some of our younger viewers, listeners, they may have never heard of the John Bobbitt saga. Oh, jeez. And the Lorena Bobbitt saga. That that is, I still remember that being a very big story. Dude, I remember being a kid and hearing about that story. I do too. We were joking about it, laughing about it, dude. Yep. He just got bobbited. You don't want to get bobbited. You get oh. bobbited. Yes. That yeah. was the exact you remember that? thing. I that was remember that. Yeah. But, I mean, she took a knife. She took a knife. Yeah. The, the, in the bobbit situation. She what took was, a knife. She cut briefly, it off with a knife. Briefly tell what happened on that. So, uh, he was a former service member, had married this gal. And I think her claim was that she had been uh, assaulted sexually. Mm, by him. By him. And so after he passes out uh, naked on the bed, she went in, got a drink of water, and got a knife. That's important. A yeah. drink of water. Got to hydrate. Got to hydrate. hydrate. Stay hydrated. And then so she proceeds to go into the bedroom, pull back the covers, uh, spice his soon-to-be-removed manhood, and she lops it off. 
With a flippant kitchen knife. With a kitchen knife. And then from but there. Think it was like a butcher's knife? Or you think it was like a paring knife? I hope it wasn't a bread cutting knife. That's <laughs> what I hope. Or a steak knife. I hope oh it wasn't a saw, a saw oh. type situation. Yeah, with like serrations. Yeah. Oh. And then, so she, she does the deed. She lops it off. And then she takes off. She and flees. She flees the scene. In a foot? On, on car. In a car, in a car. In a car. She hops in the car and is driving. And then somehow, you know. The story, from what I remember, she finds it difficult to drive one-handed, bloodied up, holding the steering wheel in one hand and his steering wheel in the other hand. Or his, <laughs> his gear shift. His gear shift in the other hand. She doesn't know how to drive stick. Yeah. <laughs> or dick. She doesn't know how to drive dick, I guess you could say. And then so at some point, she's driving and rolls down the window and tosses it into a field like, see ya. See ya. Like a like a bad pop can tosses <laughs> bye out bye. the window, oh. and then she feels remorse and later calls nine one one on herself. And then he didn't call nine one one. No, I think he was too busy dealing with uh, the lost appendage. Law, uh, yeah, massive hemorrhaging. And then so triple C baby. But then the story continues. It doesn't end there. Those wonderful officers, diligent officers, start a manhunt for the penis. A manhood hunt? A, a manhood man hunt, hunt for his manhood. A manhood hunt. They locate the the shaft Severed question, uh-huh. yes, and they're able to get it back in time where it was reattached. Yeah, reattached. To prove that it was fully functioning, I believe he uh, appeared in a few adult films. Would you rather get your wiener bit off or take a couple slashes from a bread knife? How would you rather have it removed? Those are your only two options. But, Probably uh, a knife. But again, if we're talking scenario, a bread knife. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're if we're talking to the call that uh, Jake went on, is it a one chomp stomp where it's done and then the bread off, knife off? You're it, it's going to be removed. So if it takes two or three bites, it takes two or three bites. If it takes two or three slashes with a bread knife, it takes two or three slashes. So we'll say, so we'll say, we'll say for just one and done, one bite, one slash, and it's all the way removed. I probably go on knife. Knife. I probably go on knife because it seems like it'd probably be cleaner. Probably, probably be cleaner. Probably a straight. If it's a possibility. What? Oh, hold on. Listen, listen. Probably a straighter cut because your teeth are curved. So if you bite down, there's probably going to be a curved separation yeah it's gonna be an odd separation harder to get that thing back in i don't know bro that's what i'm thinking i've never really thought about this so this is just off the cuff what are you saying fitz he wants a bit off bro i'd probably go the biting option why it just sounds less painful why because the knife you have all those serrate the the it's gonna be quick i bet you money you cut that off in like literally a second I don't feel just, like that feels like it would just, uh, Wait, was know. it one of those uh, 3 a.m. infomercial knives that cuts through the cocaine and the penny, <laughs> then slices cuts the through, tomatoes? All like cuts through 87 different things cut, and then your wiener. Well, but even then, it cut through like the shoe leather and then like the penny cut and then through, it, like the freaking anvil. Yeah, and then it was still slicing those tomatoes pretty dang thin. Pretty thin. I'm just saying the Ronco electric food. Yeah, but cut. they weren't doing that with a bread knife. Eh. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that's sounds terrible all around. Yeah, that's I, yeah. So that is a pretty a pretty severe uh, call to to have to severe. That's a good word for it. That was extremely severe. Reminds me of a story. Um, Love gone wrong. This one is a scorned lovers. Scorned lovers. This one's a little bit darker. So how does um, it get darker than biting a wiener off? Do you want to hear it, or do you want to speculate and relax? He's gonna tell you, homie. So this happened on the kind of the higher east side of a more wealthy uh, part of our city. This uh, guy had a family business that had been around for at least a couple generations. He ended up not being able to maintain. The family business was kind of 
you know, it was kind of going out. It was, he was kind of losing it. So in the meantime, uh, his wife had taken another lover, some, some guy she connected with on Facebook or something. And so she starts checking up, seeing this other lover. Uh, and they, and again, they're a little bit older. They have kids who are you know, early adults, 20s-ish. But, and so they had adult kids. He's kind of staring at the, you know, he's in the twilight, not, but close to the twilight of his life. And he's like, well, I'm losing he's the business. The yeah. I'm losing, you know, all this stuff. And now my wife's stepping out on me. He formulates a plan. And his plan is, uh, it unfolds as this. She comes home, uh, he confronts her about it, and she kind of spills the beans. Well, then he kills her. Whoa. Yeah. Mercs her. Okay. In the aftermath, he is... Dead right there. DRT dead right there. In the aftermath, he's like, well, now what do I do? So then he goes in the backyard and he hangs himself. And so, okie dokie. But in these type of situations, what people don't realize is who are going to be the first people to locate this grisly scene? Children. The kids. The kids. Coming over to visit, you know, mom and dad. And that's what happened. So, yeah, they show up and see mom. Uh, She's unalived. Then kind of frantically, like, what's going on? What happened? Maybe it's a murder. Maybe somebody broke in, whatever. Yeah. They're thinking maybe a burglary gone wrong. Happened to look in the backyard and there is, uh, there's dad. How long, how long after they were dead were they found by the child? Like half a day. Oh, okay. Same day. Same. Next day. Yeah, very, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like weeks later. But again, you know, scorned lovers, when when you throw love into the mix, there's no you telling can tell, dude. what can unfold. Never can tell. You know, as police officers, we also see kind of the, um, the funny side of love. In my opinion, you know, one of the things that we can all relate to is young love, puppy love, as it were. Young love. We all remember those times back in high school where we thought we loved somebody and we had those feelings of intense love for, you know, and and as you're young, they come on quick, they come on strong. And that reminds me of a call I went on. You know, most people, you know, they have high schools in their town. They can tell like when the prom time comes around, you see a bunch of kids running around in tuxedos and dresses and they're going to restaurants and everything. You can kind of tell when prom time's up. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I had to be uh, working one of those prom nights as a police officer. There are several, you know, places in the city which in which we work that have a decent lookout, you know, for that young love where you can go park and take in the the beautiful sights and lights of the city. Consummate your love. Where love where love can be made physical. (laughs) Absolutely. Where love can be made physical. But the problem is, when you're in that young love, you you tend to forget that just because you're in a 98 Volkswagen Rabbit, people can still see your love. You're it's not, got windows. It's got windows. You're not completely cut off from the world, which happens to be where I come into the story. Nice. There was a young couple, you know, expressing their love uh, to each other in a 98 Volkswagen Rabbit. And as they're, you know, trying to express their love in the flesh to one another, the neighbors start seeing a rabbit a rockin'. And that old expression, you know, if the van's a rockin', don't come knockin'. The rabbits are rockin', don't, don't come, come knockin'. knockin'. Well, the neighbors obviously didn't want to knock. They have police to Just do that. Just call the police. We come knocking. So. Happens a lot, to be honest with it, you. Uh, I've seen that so many times. It's oh, ridiculous. People calling in and other people doing it in yeah. the city and cars. Oh, yeah. Happens all, all the, the time. time. Dude, I can't even tell you how many times I've actually come up on people that are like. Absolutely. Doing their mm-hmm. thing. Hundreds. Thinking, yeah. Hundreds of times where I have been the interrupter of love. I drive into the area and I go darked out, blacked out, you know, no lights, no driving lights, no headlights. As I'm walking up and I see the car moving, well, even in the night, I'm not very well hidden. You know, I'm a pretty big figure. 
casting a shadow walking around. I'm not compact casting whatsoever. Casting a shadow at night. You're fucking talented. <laughs> I do. I block out the moon. So as I walk up, shine the light, there is a young gentleman. He pretends to be asleep. And then I shine my light over and the young lady pretends to be asleep. But what was weird about this you know, interaction is that he, he fell asleep with his pants down around his ankles. <laughs> she fell asleep with her dress off. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was just the dancing of the night made yeah, them tuckered out. Sometimes happens. And so then I knock on the window and they're so tuckered out from dancing that they don't even hear me knocking. They don't hear you knocking. My goodness, they're exhausted. And then I happen to look in the back seat and usually what accompanies young adolescent love is peach schnapps or Boone's Farm strawberry wine. Yeah. And so there was a bottle of like peach schnapps half gone. And so I'm like, okay, this is what this is. I know they're not asleep. So I I say loud enough that like, well, I've got to call a tow truck. We're going to have to tow this and get you know medical people involved because obviously something's gone wrong yeah these guys are in trouble and then the young man starts to magically come around out of his deep deep slumber and i'm like hey police we're checking to make sure everything's okay we've got some calls and he looks at me and he starts to explain the predicament that no this is not what it looks like officer a big time predicament yeah little, little, little predicament little predicament this is not what it looks like and then the young female obviously wakes up too because they wake up at the same time which yeah. is always what happens makes naturally. sense yeah. and she starts to explain well no 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 the whatever hors d'oeuvres they served at the dance obviously didn't agree with the peach schnapps that she had been drinking well no 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 and she has she's turning and ta- and right all, all over this guy <laughs> just showers him in vomit yeah just gave him his own pants and then he's just like vomit pants uh can i get some help and i look at him like with what pray tell <laughs> i don't have a fire hose here i don't have a spare set of clothes i don't have a shower stashed in my car what do you want help with and then he just starts looking and almost cries obviously i ruined the evening but where'd he go but years later i'm thinking like the vomit was gonna happen whether i was there or not yeah maybe no it was all right i'll give you that high school hors d'oeuvres and peach schnapps it was gonna happen and i probably saved that young man from a more traumatizing experience like marriage with that person probably or (laughs) well what if they did get married or maybe maybe being more into the throes of passion and then the vomit appears that's that's my story on on young love so one of my favorite lover scorn stories has to do with a little bit of cross-dressing which i'm in full support of by the way we've all been there boyfriend girlfriend live together in an apartment i think they're on the second floor or something like that girlfriend apparently has another guy on the side that she's been seeing keeping her options open yeah, you know, I mean, you, you know, you can't be so closed-doored anymore. Nope. So, boyfriend's at work, girlfriend is uh, entertaining her her man friend, and boyfriend gets off work early and comes home. When he starts to open the the apartment door, they kind of freak out. Dude grabs a bunch of uh, a bunch a handful of his clothes, jumps out the window, and takes off running. As boyfriend and girlfriend are in the living room arguing, fighting cuz, you know, he he caught them doing some adult activities. So argument ensues, they start they start fighting, whatever. We get called, we show up, we separate everybody, we start trying to figure out what's going on. Turns out, boyfriend uh, broke a bunch of stuff, I guess he was throwing plates around or something, so that's considered uh, criminal mischief, which is domestic violence. The initial officer hooks the dude, explains everything that's going on, why he's being arrested, and we all, we all start to leave. So we 
go outside. Supervisor comes out, does an arrest check. The initial officer leaves. And while we're all in the parking lot, kind of talking, hanging out, we all start walking back to the main road. And as we start to get into our cars, we see this guy walking in our direction. And he's very much dressed in an attire that does not match. So he's barefoot and he has on what would have been super duper skinny jeans for him. They were so skinny that he couldn't get it all the way up. So it's like mid thigh mm-hmm. and he's he's walking super awkwardly, obviously. Waddling. Yeah. It was like a, a very brisk waddle. <laughs> yeah. Looking like Marvin the Martian. <laughs> yes. He's Marvin the Martianing it down the sidewalk. And he has a midriff spaghetti strap shirt on. And so we stop and we start laughing because instantly we all know that this is boyfriend number two. So he tries to walk past us without saying anything. So we stop him and we're talking to him and and we're uh, trying to figure out where he's going, what he's doing. Well, he's coming back to get his car, but all of his property and everything are obviously up in the apartment. And so we, we ID the guy, we get his information and uh, (laughs) we just freaking let homeboy go back up there. But this dude has been wandering the streets because we've, we'd been on scene at this point for probably probably 45 minutes to an hour so this guy's walking around a main street at like part of the year is 11 the- o'clock at night oh this was like four or five years ago what part of the year oh well, oh it's, it's summertime summer yeah, summertime. oh another big deal yeah though. but there's a lot of people out in the area you know a lot of people driving around so this dude is just walking around in these super skinny jeans so what you're telling me is in his haste to flee the apartment oh yeah he, he thought he's grabbing his clothes but he ended mm-hmm. up grabbing her yeah. clothes so he's wearing yeah. all of the girls the clothes. complete wrong set right like this dude just scoops up a handful of clothes and then bounces like yeah. nope that's that's homegirls yeah it was awesome so similar situation amazing. happened almost to the t where boyfriend number two has to bail out the window but doesn't really have time to grab anything but what's right there on the chair next to the window mm-hmm. something's better than nothing and as he's walking around it was a shirt and that's all he had so he's straight winnie pooing it shirt cocking it walking around it's like nightmares i have yeah and and he's trying to <laughs> like i'm in school and again, for some but again it's not i got his, no pants on no undies on but it's not his shirt and so it's and he's trying to as as much as he can trying to cover yeah you know his uh love tackle yeah but he's straight winnie pooing it out there shirt cocking it and it's like bro <laughs> we know what's going on do you need some assistance do you need to get back in there uh like you know he said main boyfriend comes home mm-hmm. breaks some shit i think he my on mine he ended up punching the gal so oh. she's, she's got a shiner but his second boyfriend comes straight back he's like yeah, yeah. my my clothes are in there like yeah, can i get some pants yeah we know <laughs> we had one a few years ago we ended up hooking both the or we ended up arresting both the uh i think it was husband and wife so we get calls you know this husband and wife they've been arguing all day whatever so we show up i'm the third officer on scene and we get out there you can hear the arguing and yelling you can hear shit being thrown around inside so we we go up to the house in haste we we knock on the door make contact separate everybody doing doing our thing investigating figuring out what's going on turns out the husband's the aggressor uh husband came home and for whatever reason decided that was the day that he was going to incite some violence. I think he was physical with her. He was pushing her around and then started breaking a whole bunch of stuff. In in the living room, it was very apparent that a fight had happened. Couches and everything are knocked over. Everything's kind of scattered all over the place. So we, we arrest the dude, take him outside. As we put the handcuffs on him, the wife happens to peek out of the bedroom and sees us, you know, slapping the handcuffs on him. And she goes berserk. She starts yelling and screaming. So me and the initial officer, we go outside, search the dude. 
put him in the back of the car as we hear what sounds like World War III had just started inside the house. The initial stays there. I go running back into the house. Turns out when she found out that he was being arrested, she goes nuts on the officers that are inside. I think she kicked one of them or punched one of the officers, so they ended up arresting her. So we take both husband and wife. She lost her mind and was, and the whole time they're arguing and she tells him to leave right like whatever blah 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 like get out of the house whatever so he's like cool so he goes inside to get a bag for the night and while he's getting stuff she's yelling at him oh you're just gonna leave just like that you're just oh you're gonna fucking leave she he's like putting clothes in the bag she's grabbing the clothes out like throwing it back out and so he's trying to leave and she's blocking his way the whole time like what the heck yeah it was that's funny. It was fantastic. So she goes through all that stuff. We arrest the dude and then she loses her mind. She gets pissed at us for arresting her husband. And so she goes ham. To kind of go on a tangent where it's more real and explain to people that aren't police officers and even maybe some cops who are newer maybe or don't have much experience at dealing with domestic violence situations. You've got to understand that when we go on domestic violence situations, we are dealing with a, a possible suspect, but also the other person who could be the victim in the call. You You've got to be careful because you never know when the victim is going to now become a person who's going to try to fight you because they don't want their spouse or their significant other to go to jail. Their lover to go to jail. Shit just got real. Right? Because they call you because they want the violence to stop. Then you get there and you're like, cool, uh, this person go to jail. And they're like, what? You're taking my husband or wife or whoever to jail? I'm not going to allow that to happen. Now they want to fight you. That happens quite frequently, a lot. actually. I think, quite frequently. I think they believe just the simple fact that they're placing a phone call to 911 is enough to calm the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when they call 911, like, yeah, we're married, we're fighting, you know, we're hitting each other. Please come. And they hang up the phone. On our- a lot of times that'll, like, calm the situation down. Yeah. And we'll get there and it's Absolutely. not fighting anymore, right? But on our end, that's like, well, that's domestic violence. We have to do something. Yeah. yeah. So that makes me think of a, a story. This story happened not too long ago, actually. This is pretty recent. We got a call of some crazy crap going on in this apart- big, big apartment complex. It's got multiple floors. The, the call comes in that the apartment complex is flooding. It's from like floor two or three on down. There's the whole entire apartment complex is just flooding. All the sprinklers have been turned on. There's maybe a massive fire. So cops are dispatched out to it along with fire and medical personnel. And then fire gets there and they say that there's some dude who's maybe got weapons, maybe has a hostage, bear kid inside of a room. We go out there to try to figure out what's going on to help out, make sure nobody's going to die or whatever. The guys on my squad get out there and they're calling, they're saying, yep, this guy's bear kid inside this apartment complex. So I, I show up, walk in the door, get up to the third floor and literally... There's a foot of flipping water. What did you say, Fitz? There's like a foot of water on the flipping ground? Oh, yeah. All the way down the hallway. All the way down just the hall. Sopping and all of the flipping rooms are just soaked. Full of water like a damn swimming pool. So we go up to the room. Fire's made entry into the room. Broken down the door. But now this dude is barricaded inside of a back bedroom. What he had done is he had put a lighter up to the sprinklers and made the sprinklers all go off. And I show up and I said, okay, what's going on? I said, well, this guy tucked back inside this bedroom. He's unwilling to listen to us. Fire tried to kind of make entry a little bit, but he's barricaded the door with like a dresser or a chest of drawers or something, and he's unwilling to come out. They've made a hole probably the size of, I don't know, a softball, maybe a little bit bigger, not quite as big as a bowling ball, but about that size in the door, like right in the middle of the door, about the, the height of where the doorknob is. And so the cops are trying to talk to him and thinking there's a hostage in there with him. We don't know what his intent is because apparently him and his girlfriend have just been fighting like crazy. They're trying to talk to him. He's unwilling to 
listen to cops. We're sitting there trying to negotiate with them, talk with them for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Finally, I'm just like, let me let me give it a shot, guys. So I go up to the door. I said, hey, man, listen, uh, I'm here from the police department. I want you to come to the door and talk to me. So he kind of comes over to the door and he's kind of talking to me through the hole. I'm like, listen, we don't know if you have weapons or not. We're worried that you have weapons and you have somebody in there with you. And he's unwilling to tell me if somebody's in there with him. So I'm still thinking, I'm assuming there's somebody in there with him. I've got to assume that. And I said, dude, I don't know if you have weapons. Do you have weapons? He's telling me no. I said, how can I know that you don't? You could tell me that you don't have weapons, but I don't know if you do or don't have weapons. And I said, brother, you need to show me your hands. Show me your hands so I can see that you don't have any weapons. And so the dude's like, oh, I don't have any weapons. Look, look at my hands. He's like kind of showing his hands, but on his side of the door. And I said, I can't see anything, dude. You have to put your hands through the door so I can see that you don't have any weapons in your hands. I coax him to put his hands through the door. And as soon as he puts his hands through the door, I grab onto his hands and I just rip him through the freaking door. I rip him through it. It was like it. the greatest thing I'd ever yeah. witnessed. It was I, hilarious. I grab his hands and I rip him through the door. Literally the door like explodes. And now the dog pile, the polyester dog pile, pile yeah. the polyester pile where a bunch of cops jump on top of this yeah. guy. So I rip him through the door and now we've got a hold of this guy and all the cops who were with me, which is like five to eight cops probably, jump on top of this guy. And they're like pinned him to the ground. Problem is, there's <laughs> we, water. We've There's got, water on the ground. We've got like a foot of water on the ground. You know, it takes a few seconds then I realized we're drowning this guy. <laughs> we're drowning this guy. And so we've kind of got a hold of it. I'm like, guys, 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 let him up, let him up, let him up. And they're like, oh, oh, shoot. So they pull him up and, and he kind of spills his whole beans. Like, yeah, it's fine with my girlfriend. The teacher a lesson. I wanted to flip and light the place on fire. But he he made those sprinklers go off and like completely flooded the entire apartment complex. And we're getting done. We're kind of debriefing with the guys. They're like, dude, when you were like pulled that guy through the door, it looked like you birthed him out of a birthing canal. The door. <laughs> you birthed him through the birthing canal. And then we bab baptized him in the water <laughs> i was like a birthing and a baptism all in the same moment that's pretty dope so that was pretty funny i like that, that one was hilarious that was good fitz was there on that one i'm sitting there your... watching you guys drown this guy i'm like you know what i'm not privy to this i'm gonna go check the room and make sure we don't have a hostage in there that brings us to our last segment of our podcast the savage of the week a man told police he was having second thoughts about his girlfriend moving into his trailer with him said this guy's name's jordan he was charged tuesday in district court with aggravated arson which is a first degree felony according to the charging documents firefighters were called to a mobile home in this area when questioned by police jordan told them he knew exactly how the fire started explaining that he had started the fire himself jordan said his girlfriend was planning on moving in but quotes things with her had not been going very well lately so he figured that he'd burned down his house she could no longer move in with him i mean it, it, it's true <laughs> kind of so prosecutors now he's got to move in with her <laughs> prosecutors <laughs> say jordan sprayed the drapes with automotive cleaner and then lit them on fire the fire caused significant damage in his residence as well as the residence next to his trailer the residence next to jordan's trailer was occupied by a family of four according to the police jordan also told police he was addicted to meth and quotations admitted that he hears voices and the voices have previously told him to physically harm himself or others apparently this guy was so dedicated that he did not want his girlfriend to move in with him he decided to burn down his own trailer so where i grew up the term trailer was not very popular mm -hmm. they redubbed it mobile home why the fuck did he just not move his mobile home <laughs> to some other city or state and just get out of the area and then when she shows up like just ghost her like, oh Block. i moved four states away you know like just i'm you, gone change your number there are better ways to break up with people. I guess, yeah. you know, the meth probably told him it was a good idea, but I'm thinking. Well, here's the thing. What if he doesn't even have a girlfriend and the meth and the voices told him that he did? That's a possibility. He just burned it down for no reason. That's some strong meth, I guess. <laughs> That's some strong <laughs> That's meth. the good shit. Maybe he's making it himself. 
that brings us to the end of our episode here episode number nine the scorn lovers hope you guys enjoyed the stories we've told and maybe some of these little tidbits of pearls of wisdom pearl necklaces of wisdom shared by our boys here the amazing <laughs> pearls of wisdom shared by Fitz. thanks a lot guys those have been phenomenal i'm gonna You're make sure welcome. i apply those in my life that'll be that'll be great once again you listeners out there thanks a lot for tuning in continue to listen and share share this with your with your friends hit us up on instagram facebook youtube tiktok if TikTok. you have questions or concerns don't be shy hit us up let Please. us know yeah send us a message if you want to hear about something thoughts opinions whatever go ahead and uh, send us something if you feel like you've got something always remember stay savage consummate your love fuck fits <laughs> but i'm here the end i hate this podcast <laughs>